It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, and Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen here with you. I'm going to say what I say every month. It is already February. What in the world? The groundhog had some good news yesterday. If you believe that that he didn't see a shadow, they say it's going to be an early spring. We'll see. February is one of those months. You either get the really warm, nice fake spring or you get snow. So me being a bit of a snow lover, you're probably going to hate me right now. I'm kind of myself pulling for snow. So um, two of my children are born in February and there were snowstorms on both their birthdays. So anyway, I'm pulling for snow, but, you know, that's just me. Holy smokes. You know, it's crazy the stuff that's going on in our community. Um, some of it's great and some of it's kind of sad. You know, we live in this really beautiful place. And once again, um, I had a quick call to the medical examiner's office yesterday. Um, eight people in January lost their lives. To drug overdose. You know, that's a pretty common theme. 132 last year. Um, I reached out to the health department because I was curious about the Safe Needle Exchange Program, Syringe Services Program. And anybody got a guess? How many, how many syringes... New clean syringes got handed out by the health department last year. And they're not the only group that hands them out, but I'm going to kind of say they're probably the largest. Anybody got a guess? Uh, 197,254. So almost 200,000 syringes handed out in Whatcom County last year. Um, You know, I... I don't know how many somebody uses in a day. Um, I was doing some quick math before the before the show, and if each person was using six per day, um, that would be over thirty two thousand individuals. I don't know. Do you? It, it's it's curious. That's a lot of syringes. Um, understanding, I was speaking with a friend of mine yesterday who, or texting, um, is recently out of out of addiction. He's clean and sober, doing good. He's got six months. Uh, he's he's getting healthy. It's fantastic. It's one of those stories. And his story. Hopefully, we'll have him on the have him on to share his story um, one of these times. And you're gonna really like to hear that. But you know, and his story is one of persistence of pushing of pressing of you know it took effort on his part right you know it was not a it's not a passive story but 
you know, his perspective is like, yeah, man, he says I'd have AIDS or hepatitis if they didn't have that, right? So, you know, that's the intent of of that. But boy, that's just seemed, I saw that number and I'm like, holy smokes, that seems like a high number. And then um, they also distributed 11,824 doses of Narcan. Um, and then EMS also gives them out. Um, I'm going to guess their number was probably, I don't know. Um, I, I had a conversation early in 23 with someone, and at that point they'd handed out 1,400 kits, which each kit is two doses. So, you know, probably at, probably at least 2,800 because I think they were at 1,400 at that time. So we are doing a lot of harm reduction. Um, it's not uncommon if you have a scanner and you listen um, to hear um, it taking four doses of Narcan to bring somebody back. Sometimes six, seven, eight doses um, before it blocks all of the opioid receptors and causes their buzz to go away and makes them sit up straight up angry and dope sick. And it's not uncommon to have them refuse treatment, refuse care and walk away. You know, and that's that's kind of the world that we're living in. Um, it's it's tough. You know what what do we do? I mean, there are so many facets to this, and and you know, I think so many times we we say, well, depending on on what position and how we see it, we say, well, it's 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 got to be this, not that, right? You know, this or that. There's this fractured paradigm where everybody's either on this side or that side. And I would assert because of um, what we're facing with the synthetic opioids and some of the new synthetics or other synthetics that are coming, starting to come into the market, we're just seeing them start to show they made news this week. You'll be hearing a lot more about those, I am sure, um, because synthetics, you know what? You don't have to grow them. You just mix them, right? So, gosh, I just got to mix up these chemicals, and we got this plentiful drug. We don't have to wait for it to ripen, and, you know, you don't have up ears and down ears. It's just all up. And so I think we're going to be seeing more and more of that. In order to do this, is we're going to have to use an and approach, And when I say that, I mean this and that. You know, in order to have a balanced system, you know, people talk about the carrot and the stick. And and that's right. You know, um, there are people in our community say, oh, well, it's just because people are hopeless. It's like, yeah, you know, there's 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 probably a lack of hope. But I don't think that hope alone is going to is going to change that um when people are in addiction uh the the drug whatever their whatever their drug is is the most important thing to them and that is their hope that becomes their everything um my new friend the other day actually spoke at the city council meeting on monday if you'd like to hear his story you can go and uh, pull up the video. He it was in the public comment. I would say that his brief sh- story that he shared was really the highlight of the meeting. 
it was phenomenal. You know, it was just like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Great job. High fives, right? You know, because that's that's what we want. We want people to move forward. We want people to get better. And so in order to accomplish that, it's going to take this and that. Not this or that. Because this problem is bigger than this or that. That's what we're facing. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. We'll be right back. Pack your bags. It's time for Fun in the Sun with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. Any Barron purchase now through February 29th enters you for a chance to win. Whether it's a new comfort system, maintenance, or a tankless water heater, you could win a trip for four. Cabo, Hawaii, or cruising the Pacific. Picture yourself soaking up the rays with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. And that's not all. Save up to $7,000 on an energy-efficient Daikin Fit Enhanced Heat Pump, providing year-round comfort that both heats and cools. Plus, it qualifies for the 25C tax credit. Or choose same-as-cash financing. Install today and pay nothing until next year. Every Barron purchase could be your ticket to a dream destination in Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway all February. And Barron's Silver Shield members get 10 extra entries. Not a member? Sign up today. Don't wait for that ship to sail. Call now. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Join Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Seven things that movers hate to move. Radio real estate. Number one is foam mattresses. They're heavy and they don't have handles. They make a bag that comes with straps to roll it up and carry it. There's the mattress hack. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI, AM 790, and 96.5 FM. Streaming live at MyBellinghamNow.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. you got a great program. You want to make it better? I do. Okay, here we go. For one hour of John and Rich. <laughs> and you are the referee. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects. Those two guys are like Abbott and Costello. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Actually, it's going to take a lot of this and that to overcome the challenges that we are facing. Uh, It was interesting this week, Portland... Oregon declared a fentanyl emergency. Why do you suppose that is? They decriminalized it four years ago. How'd that work out for them? I don't know. Doesn't sound like it worked out so well. You know, you need a balanced system. You need incentives, right? You need hope. You need consequences, You know, I would assert that what we are missing right now is consequences. Basically, the consequences that we have in Whatcom County are a threat. They're not a promise. They are a threat. So it's like it's like with your toddler, right? If you don't stop that, Johnny, you're going to get a spanking or you're going to get time out, Johnny. We're going to give you time out. But you know what? 
as soon as Johnny figures out that that's a threat and that he's not going to get timeout, Johnny becomes a terrorist. You see it all the time. You, parents yell it at their kid and they don't have the energy or the time or the commitment or it makes their heart sad so they don't follow through. And Johnny becomes a terrorist and then he probably grows up and gets to be a – well, anyway. You, you you get the progression, right? We don't we don't want to cast any dispersions on Johnny, but that's that's what happens when you make threats that you don't follow through on. In Owakim County, we've got a we've got a problem. All that we really can do for the most part, for most things that you can do wrong in Whatcom County, is threaten you. Because we have jail capacity of maybe 325. The experts in 2013 who we hired to help us figure out how much jail capacity that we need said that we need, ready, 649 beds in our jail to meet our community's needs through 2026. Wow, is it 2024 already? We're two years away from 2026, and we have about half of the incarceral capacity that the experts back in 2013 told us we need. Guess what? We have booking restrictions. Surprise! You know, predictable is preventable. Back in 1984, when we built the current jail, we, we messed up. We did not build it large enough to meet the county's needs for the next 30 years. We built it too small. In a very short period of time, we were taking areas that were intended for services and things, auxiliary purposes, and converting them to bed space to accommodate prisoners, inmates, whatever you want to call them. People who messed up, who were in jail. Our guests. For the sake of the show today, we will just call them our guests. So, we did not have enough guest rooms in our jail. And fast forward now, all these years, holy smokes, 40 years. Is that right? So, now... We have, we're starting right now, where we are today, we have 50% of the the guest space that the experts told us that we need. So there's no wonder that we have booking restrictions. It's no wonder all we can do is threat. We can threaten you. We can say, well, you know, we're going to, you know, if you're not good, you know what? The word on the street is nothing's going to happen. And they're 100% right. Nothing's going to happen. You know, you have to, like, murder somebody or, you know, commit a heinous crime. You might you might get dropped in there for a DUI for a short time. Um, domestic violence things will land you in our jail. Um, but, you know, if you go through the jail roster, you're going to find that the people who are currently housed, the guests in our jail, are pretty serious offenders. Um there was an incident that happened in our community um, this this week where there was a um, bail recovery specialist in town who was looking for 
a young man who um, was said to reside um, with his mother in some homeless camps around town. So he came in and he was not able to, um, the, the young man had several warrants in the state of Florida and the bail recovery agent was not able to book him into Whatcom County Jail. So he had to pick him up and take him to someplace else where he could be booked into jail. So think about it. We have got people in our community with active warrants in other states, even in Whatcom County, who were not being dealt with. They are not being given the consequences. They are being threatened, but we're not following through. So as we hit the implementation plan for a new jail, because we approved funding for a new jail this fall, we really have to be mindful of what we're doing. We have to not repeat the mistakes of the past. Likely, it will take us five years before we have additional capacity. So stop and think about that a minute. We're running at half the capacity that we should have it for 2026. We have severe booking restrictions. There are, are between uh, there are between five and 10,000 outstanding warrants in Whatcom County. Uh, just the county um, has 5,600. The city has um, 2,500. 2,600, probably that's 7,500. So you can see that we have, a, we have a serious problem. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that, you know, maybe you've never had a warrant or you haven't been a prosecutor or whatever, a warrant is an order from the court to, a, to arrest a person and bring them in front of the judge. That is what it is. It isn't a request. It isn't a suggestion. It is a court order. We have between five and 10,000 outstanding court orders in, just in Whatcom County. Do you feel safer this morning? <laughs> you know, they're threats. You know, when you have that large of numbers who aren't being dealt with, who aren't being held accountable, who have no consequences for their action, consequences that are defined in the law, who are having no consequences and no accountability it, 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 it's, it's a no-brainer. We have a problem that we need to deal with. And the way that we're going to deal with that is we need to make sure that we have adequate capacity. Right? So if you were to take that 2013 professional needs assessment that we paid for as, as taxpayers, the county retained a professional consulting firm, and you were to extend that all the way through 2056, it comes out to about 1,162 beds. So we'll round that up to 1,200. 1,200 beds to meet the county's needs for the next 30 years without booking restrictions so that we don't have those. Um, you know, there are proponents who say, well, let's build something smaller and then we'll put in these triggers that will trigger expansions. Okay, I'm not opposed to that, but there's a there's a big lag time. So you have to get those you have to get those things set up correctly. In other words, 
what's the percentage that triggers that allows the time that it takes to build so that you don't go through a period while you're expanding where you have booking restrictions, right? You know, how do you, how do you manage that? And then the other thing that has to be attached to that are funding mechanisms, which funding mechanisms are one of the things in that, in that trigger plan that's missing. So we've got to deal with that. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. We are talking about public safety because it is the foundation of civil society. We'll be right back. Homelessness is a challenge many face in Whatcom County, but there is hope. Since 1923, the Lighthouse Mission Ministries has been providing shelter and services for those who need it most. Lighthouse Mission provides a safe and caring environment for individuals and families experiencing homelessness. The mission offers a warm bed, hot meals, and supportive community to help hurting neighbors back on their feet. But they don't stop there. With the help of generous people in our community, the Lighthouse Mission also offers case management, addiction recovery services, job training, and educational resources to help people achieve long-term success. Everyone deserves a chance to rebuild their life. Your help is needed to make that happen. Your donation will make a huge impact on the lives of men and women in our community. Please visit thelighthousemission.org to learn more about how you can help support our neighbors who are homeless. Your donation will make a huge impact on the lives of men and women in our community. Please visit thelighthousemission.org to learn more about how you can help support our neighbors who are homeless. Together, we can provide a brighter future for those in need. Lighthouse Mission Ministries, where hope begins. Learn more at the Lighthouse Mission Bellingham Cider Company, with local craft ciders and locally sourced Pacific Northwest-inspired menu. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their caramel apple and tips up cranberry with spruce tip cider plus other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be impressed with their menu, proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, guajillo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef or how about fresh cascadia mushroom risotto yum you'll appreciate the variety selection and flavors from the kitchen dietary restrictions no problem their menu provides a host of vegan vegetarian gluten-free and dairy-free options the solar-powered eco-friendly restaurant is stocked with a full bar so you can enjoy your dinner and drinks with the best views in bellingham bay bellingham cider company the place great ciders meet exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy find them at 205 prospect or at bellinghamcider.com Ready to build that new home? Do you want precision site preparations, seamless drainage systems, and sturdy house foundations? Honkoop Gravel is your answer. Experience is the difference of their full-service civil contractors and state-of-the-art heavy equipment. With over 45 years of service, they ensure quality done right the first time. Honkoop Gravel, the professional team you want for your next project. In Linden or at honkoopgravel.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and mybellinghamnow.com. CBS News Brief. International reaction to the U.S. launching airstrikes yesterday in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for last weekend's deadly attack in Jordan. The Polish foreign minister says... Uh, Iran's proxies have um, played with fire for months and years, and it's burning them. 
Whole lot of rain on the way for California. Weather Channel meteorologist Kelly Cass told CBS Saturday morning. In Southern California, 8 to 12 inches possible in some areas of Los Angeles and Orange Counties. Los Angeles, we've got a flood watch that goes all the way through Tuesday. It is Democratic primary day in South Carolina. Campaign reporter Torian Small is in Charleston. Congressman Dean Phillips, he is expecting this to be a Biden blowout. He told me at one of his events that he expects Biden to win about 95 percent of the vote here. It is the first official Democratic primary of the 2024 presidential race. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. Solving all the world's problems. I wish. You know, it'd be interesting if we could solve Whatcom County's problems. It'd be even cooler if we could keep our local government bodies focused on the same thing. Um, We don't need any more resolutions on national and international measures. We need to focus on our own problems. We've We've got a log in our eye and we need to get it out. You know... We were, we before the break. We're talking about the incarceral needs of Whatcom County. How many guest beds we need in a new jail? Came up to about twelve hundred beds to meet our needs for the next thirty years without booking restrictions. Do we need twelve hundred beds in twenty twenty nine? I sure hope not. I my guess probably six fifty. 700 would probably meet the immediate need. And then that leaves 500 beds. Wow, what would you do with those? Huh. You know, a new jail is supposed to ha- the The proposal that we passed was for jail and services. It's a balanced approach. It's, it's both, right? It's con- a consequences and accountability and opportunity. So what if we took those surplus beds, what if we built a facility that had a separate entrance that looked all nice and clinical and pretty and like a place you'd want to go, and we put the services in that, we had it partitioned so that we could bring sections on for incarceration as we needed them, but in the meantime, how about if we just use those for services? Wow, how cool would that be? You got rehab, you got detox. You know, you've got some transitional beds. You've got all the things, the services that we need under one roof. There's some things that happen. When you, when you build bigger, it doesn't cost you, to go from 600 to 1,200 doesn't cost you twice as much. There's an economy of scale that happens there in terms of construction, in terms of purchasing, in terms of all those things. And operationally, there's an economy of scale that happens when you have services in one place also. By, by setting it up properly, you could literally be servicing a lot of the community need that we have, right? Because you come in through the bright, shiny entrance, not behind the fence, Sally Port, you know, over on the other side. And it's an amazing thing because here's what happens. Now we've got all of our rehab, detox, all of our services under one roof when someone who's sitting in the Whatcom County Jail, one of our guests, decides that, you know, I really think I'm sick of this and I'd really like to get out of this cell. I think I'm going to go over there um, 
and find check check out a program, right? You know, boredom is a motivator. People don't understand that sometimes people who are incarcerated will do things to get out of their cell that they wouldn't even normally do, right? They're just kind of like, oh, I want to get out of my cell. And maybe their initial motivation isn't sincere or whatever, but as they're sitting in a meeting, as they're talking to a, a counselor or a social worker, something inside them clicks. And they're in an environment where they have the opportunity, right? You have the opportunity and you have the time. Why wouldn't you avail yourself to that? I think, I think that is setting people up for success. You know, the interesting thing is then we've got everything under one roof. We can genuinely wrap around. Another one of the things that happens is when you're incarcerated, you lose your Medicaid and your Medicare. And it takes about three days to get that back. So as someone comes out of, out of the jail as one of our guests, um, you know, maybe the judge says, oh, we're going to let you go for time served, whatever. Then they've got a, a gap in medical service and things available to them. So what do we do with that? Well, can you imagine we've got 500 extra beds over here? Guess what, Joe? We're going to go ahead and move you over here. You're not incarcerated. You are free to leave. But, you know, we have some transition beds here where you can work with our social workers and um, we'll get your help you get your Medicaid and your Medicaid Medicare reinstated, we'll get you set up. Um, hey, we've got some other programs outside that we can connect you with. Or would you like to you know, come back to the detox center for some counseling or whatever or whatever? It's an opportunity. It's something that we need to look at. We cannot put ourselves in a position again where we have booking restrictions. You know, public safety is foundational to a civil society. If you don't have security, if you don't have safety, you don't have civilization. At some point, things degrade to the point that it doesn't work anymore. And, you know, at times it kind of starts to feel that way. I love Whatcom County. I love Bellingham. I think we live in one of the most unique and beautiful places in the world. But we're moving in a direction that's not safe and it's not healthy for our kids, for our parents, for our grandparents. It's not a healthy environment. It's not a safe environment. It's not something that's good for it's not something that's good for the community. It's not good for our future. You know, we can do better. And pitching everything as mean just is wrong. You know, sometimes the best thing that we can do for our kids are some of the hardest things. It doesn't make me feel good when my five-year-old daughter is sitting on the couch and there's big crocodile tears coming down. Because she's in timeout because she didn't mind. It hurts my heart. But you know what? She earned that timeout. And if I'm not consistent in following through, she's going to become a terrorist. And she's too cute to be a terrorist. I don't want that to happen. Uh, we've got a spontaneous call on the line. Michelle, 
what's up? Fine. Hi, Lyle. Well, hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi. How are you? Oh, I love what you just said about your daughter. You must be a great father. Um, uh, I don't know kid. you in that way. I'm only familiar <laughs> with you on the radio, but oh, my gosh. Um, only good parents make their kids totally accountable. I would have been a terrible brat if I hadn't had military medical parents who were super strict and made me accountable at all times. And as a result, they raised a self-reliant, loving, extremely successful child. And I've always told my parents are gone now. They'd be over 100. But I always told them when they were living, I love you for your tough love because your tough love made me what I am. How about that? I think you're right. I think that that's amazing. And, you know, tough love is is one of those concepts that people like to point at kind of like the war on drugs. and That doesn't work. Well, define it. Right. Tough love works. Excuse me for interrupting, but tough love works. And I'll tell you why. I agree with everything you've said today. I almost always do. And by the way, congratulations on the great start you've made with you and your two other, uh, Rick and and the, um, God, I was, I can't think of her name. Uh, Julie, I don't know her. Uh, The three of you have done a great job uh, taking over for Mike on radio real estate. And since I'm interested in the topic, I just want to congratulate all of you. Oh, thank Um, you. It takes three of us to fill Mike's shoes. Yeah, I've met Rick, and he's quite a character. He is a character. Um, I want to say, uh, but before, I just want to go, the reason I called was about accountability, and that ties in with tough love. Lyle, we have to, our society is on the brink of total collapse, and it is going, I'm not talking about tomorrow, but I'm talking about the way we're going. It's going to be a very crime-ridden, very, uh, unsafe society. And if you care at all about the future of the children and grandchildren in our world, you want to have total accountability for all criminals. All criminals need to be totally accountable. And that means I don't care if we need 1,500 beds. Now, I would love it if we didn't need that. But we need to make a societal imperative to create a situation where, for example, any drug addict, and I've met more than my share, any drug addict uh, in my career in the media, you know, any drug addict will tell you that if you don't threaten him or her with a felony, they will just keep on doing bad stuff most of the time. It's just the nature of the beast. Human beings need to be, and I like the way you define threat. What I mean is if you don't firmly say, you will either go into treatment or you will go to prison, one or the other. Yep. And that's what we need. We need to have that for all kinds of crimes. And I personally, I, I have martial arts skills, and even though I'm an old lady now, <laughs> I can, I probably could still take on a lot of people. I bet and you could. I'll te- I probably, well, uh, it's too long of a story to tell, but let's just say that only a few years ago, I had to temporarily cripple a would-be rapist, okay? Um, and I did, because I didn't, you know, I, I knew what to do. But anyway, the Good point I'm you. making, and, and I have no respect at all for rapists, none whatsoever. I mean, that's one of the worst of all crimes. That's fair. And all I can say is um, that uh, it 
we need to make a societal imperative. So, Lyle, our society, need, and, and I, I'm talking about Whatcom County right now in Washington State. Like you, I love it. I moved back here 25 years ago, spent a lot of childhood years in Washington State. All I can say is it's gone to hell. And that is sad, 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 because we need to have a situation where we put total priority on public safety. We need to make public safety and the criminality of part of our population a total priority to, you know, and that's why they call me Lady Law on KGMI during the week. But I'm telling you, if we don't do that, more and more and more people will take advantage of the situation. I mean, if people are told there's no accountability, do you honestly believe? You know, I don't care whether you're talking about an 8-year-old or an 80-year-old. If there is no accountability for criminal behavior, there will be a lot more criminals on the streets. It's that simple. And, you know, I mean, it, don't you agree? I couldn't agree more, Michelle. You said it so well. You notice. You rarely hear me quiet, but I just kind of let you sit back and say it. A hundred percent. Accountability is so important, you know, all the way up. And, you know, you have to have boundaries, right? Absolutely. There need to be boundaries. That's why there's gutters between lanes and bowling alleys is so that you're not hitting the pins four over. And there's and the Y streets have divisions, you know. And, right. And, you know, it, 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 yeah. Lyle, we don't you agree? I don't. I I can't believe the loony lefties. I'm not a right wing crazy. I've all I've been a registered Democrat for over 50 years, Michelle. And mainly so I could vote out the loony. I lefties. have got Go to ahead. break in here just a second. If you want to hang around, um, we've got a we've got a break. We've got a hit. But you're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'll be right back. This is Dick Donahue and as host of Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I'm constantly looking for information for the shows that can assist you in evaluating long-term solutions for your financial future. It is sometimes difficult to see through the forest and maintain a vision for our future, one that is not only impacted by current events but will meet our long-term needs as well, a balance that is sometimes hard to achieve. Join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday or 9 a.m. on Sunday for our Wealth Wake Up shows as we try and provide you some clarity or call us at Asset Advisors 360-733-1200 or check out our website at wealthwakeup.com. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up or in our podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Craving cash? Yearning for excitement? Treat your heart's desire to a share of $70,000 in cash and free play. Join us for hourly hot seat drawings every Wednesday in February from 4 to 7 p.m. Every hour brings seven new guaranteed winners. Seven lovely wins for seven lovely winners. The results are in, and you voted us best casino and best stake in the Northwest. Thank you all for your support. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. 
Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. That's what I'm talking about. Music to wake up to. Good morning. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen with spontaneous caller Michelle. You know, accountability (laughs) is she just couldn't contain herself. She was listening. She got all fired up and here she is. So that's all right. Uh, You know, it's fun to I don't know. I have a good time here and I hope everybody else does, too, because, you know, We've got to hit on things that matter in our community, things that are important, not just now, but also in the future. One of the other things, too, that we we need to keep in mind, um, public safety is not a partisan issue. This isn't, you know, when, no, when somebody wants to violate you or violate your property or whatever, they aren't going to look at what T-shirt you're wearing or what bumper stickers on your car or what yard sign you have in your yard. You know, the, Absolutely. it does not work like that. And we need to work together. And, you know, so many of these issues are interrelated. It's like, you know, you start looking at homelessness and homelessness is homelessness. And then you get in into drugs and then you get into crime and then you get into you know, uh, trauma, and you get into all these different facets. Everything is interconnected and intertwined. And so we can't use this or that to solve the problem. We have to use this and that. Michelle? Lyle, you're so right, and we need to build more shelters. We cannot allow people to uh, be homeless outdoors uh, in the sense of, um, you know, sleeping on the street or You know, I see people sleeping in doorways all the time every morning in Bellingham, and it's tragic. But we can't allow it. We should. In many parts of the country, they don't allow it. But rather than putting them in prison, what I maintain is that we should force them into, uh, you know, uh, uh, shelters, barracks, base camps, whatever you want to call them. We need to let people know that if they do not want to work, or if they're not willing to work or not capable of work or they're mentally ill and they need treatment, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems that people face, and I'm not unsympathetic, but I am not a soft-hearted fool. I believe, Lyle, that we need to force and to let people know you will not have the option to be a drug addict, to be homeless, and if you're mentally ill, you will receive treatment, whether you like it or not. And all I'm saying is it's the same thing as in, in public schools. I don't know what they're all like now, but when I was going to school, no child was allowed to act out in any way. And it was a public school, but you had to maintain total discipline, and they did. And if you acted out, you paid the discipline price, you know, and that right. went from kindergarten through high school. And in our society, we need to make our society a society where all unsafe and uncivil and dangerous behavior um, is not allowed. It should just not be allowed. And I guarantee you... You're so mean. Oh, my goodness. All that self-expression. I'm just such a witch. I am not afraid 
These politically correct loony lefties today that are so afraid of being canceled. Well, nobody's can. You're not going to be able to cancel me. End of story. Period. And and I have talked to every practically every cop in town at one time or another, and thank them for their service. I always make a point when I see an officer, whether it's a firefighter or a policeman or even a doctor or EMT on duty, I say thank you for your service. Thank you for making us a better and safer society. And I'm not saying that all first responders are perfect. But the vast majority are great, great people. You know, for and the I amount of interactions that they, the small amount of incidents, for the amount of yeah. interactions that happen every day. And, you know, again, I'm going to come back to it. I would encourage our listeners, if you don't have a scanner, at least get a scanner app on your phone. Just And from time to time, if you're bored on a Friday night or during a full moon or something, turn that thing on and listen. Hear, That's a good idea. Hear what our... Hear what our public safety, hear what our EMS and our police are dealing with on a regular basis. When you hear dispatch running through this long rap sheet and all of these warrants and, and officer safety flagging and all the things that are on there. Absolutely. And understand what our police deal with on a daily basis. I, I, if you yeah, don't respect I, them at that point, shame on you. Lyle, thank you. That was beautiful. Um, you are absolutely correct. You know, and, and I have known hundreds of police. My dad's best friend was a police chief, and I have known hundreds of police officers um, in my career. I, I have rarely met one who wasn't a good public servant. You know, some have better personalities than others because they're human beings, but I've rarely met one who was corrupt or anything like that. And what I'm trying to get at, Lyle, is that you are so right. We need people like you on the radio, on the television, constantly not not you know calling people names or or being racist or being sexist or anything like that. We need people who are tough on crime, on drug addiction, on homelessness, and in I mean tough in the sense of solving the issue, getting each person out of that problem. And for those people who are unable to live in a civil society and be, be safe, live in a civil society and, and not be dangerous to other people. Well, I'm sorry, but they need to be locked up. You know, people well, who cannot and, control their behavior Michelle, need to be locked up. You know, part yes. of the thing right now is, and the reason that jail plays an important role and we need capacity, is that the involuntary commitment laws, earlier you talked about how we need to you know, make it illegal to be on the street, and then you're going to, you know, maybe it's something like the CCC camps of, of the Depression era or whatever. Sure. sure. We can't, right now, the way the involuntary commitment laws are, we can't do that. And so we need the to inter- I, I agree with you. But with the current things that we have, if we hold people accountable accountable when they break the law, that's our time that we have for involuntary, um, right, you know, right. and, and so that's our time to create separation from, you know, exactly. their bad associations, from their habits, from their things, interrupt their life. Um, I like what Jeannie Burton says. She talks about oh, jail yeah. with intention, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the program. So 
when you do what you do, we're going to bring you in and, you know, during that time of separation and those things, you know, we're going to offer you these opportunities, right? Right. And Janie Burton is a wonderful woman and a wise, wise human being and has learned the hard way, hasn't she? Yes. Um, and, you know, Lyle, you know, you just couldn't be more correct. Um, I like to think that I know what I'm talking about. Every cop I run across thanks me for helping let people know that there still are some people who care enough about our community to speak out and be, a, you know, be a, a, offer tough love only. Tough love. It's the only kind of love right. that matters. Yeah. Well, and, and to be a voice. Um, Michelle, exactly. I'm, thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to let you thank go. You. We've got we've got thank another you. spontaneous caller this morning um, that thank I'd you. like to get to before I run out of time. But I so appreciate you calling. Appreciate you listening. The kind words and your commitment to public safety. Thanks, Ray from uh, Bellingham. Hey, um, my name is Ray Bacon. Um, a lot of you listeners on the radio know who I am, Ray Bacon. Okay. Um, I'm very popular in Whatcom County. Everybody knows me by my last name. I bet. Uh, Raymond Bacon. Everybody says making bacon and all sorts of bringing home the bacon. and. All you callers that know me, go ahead and call in and and, uh, verify what I'm saying. So what? what, what, what's... I was listening to that lunatic just talking a minute ago, and uh, um, I would I would like to challenge him to offer to give somebody a job because what's going on in the community is what's going on in the community. I've actually had to apply for Social Security. Okay. Um, um, I am able uh, uh, able working guy. Yeah. Encampments going on behind Walmart. Uh, I could tell you where to get fentanyl. I could tell you where to get yep. meth. I could tell yep. you where to get heroin. Okay. I've been chronically homeless for years, and okay. there's different categories. Of, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this out there quick. No, I know. I, I can tell. That's why I'm not interrupting you, Ray. Okay. So um, um, there's different types of people out there. You got the people that are encampments. I don't care what they say. If they're sober, they were just sober the day they got the interview. Okay, Ray, you got like 30 seconds to get it out. Oh, okay, well, there's people living in vans and stuff that are actually decent people. Uh-huh. And uh, I would challenge you guys to actually give these people jobs because um, I've applied and can, been confused as a, a fentanyl addict, which I've never done fentanyl in my life, and they won't give us jobs. And, 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 and so that's the problem right there. It's not a fentanyl problem. It's a hiring problem. So give people jobs. Ray, I love, I love to hear this perspective. Um, I'm, I, I'm liking what you're saying. I get it. Um, leave your number with, with the producer before you go. And um, I'll talk to you. I'd like to talk to you more about this off air, if, if you don't mind, because we are up against it. We are running out of time. Yeah, I can I can tell you what to do and what's going on. All right, it, it, you're it, listening it, to Saturday Morning Live. Knows. I'm Lyle Sorensen. We'll see you next month.